2: Or listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv Alright ladies and gentlemen this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Payne.tv slash gold And folks And folks here we go I'm going to jump right into this podcast we're going to pick up Just about 30 seconds from where we ended yesterday. Again, this is, I'll put up on the screen just so in case you guys are looking for it yourself, you want to further analyze this um, at your own speed, on your own time. We are over at Military.com. The title of the article is The Future U.S. Military Super Soldier May Be Closer Than We Think. And this is their Left of Boom podcast it's hosted by managing editor hope hodge sec and this discussion features peter emmanuel and diane de Ulias, and it's about their 2019 paper that they co-authored called u.s army cyborg soldier 2050 and the podcast is the future of bio enhanced super soldiers part one okay and we're going to get into part two as i mentioned so if you're looking for that Uh, and you want to go listen to it on your own time, it is out there, it is free, it is available. Now, I have up on the screen the Cyborg Soldier 2050 Human-Machine Fusion and the Implications of the Future of the DoD uh, document that this podcast is based on up on the screen, and I will keep this up on the screen while we listen to the podcast and I analyze it for you. All right, let's continue.
1: Man and machine over many years the use of defibrillate uh, of pacemakers to some extent um we're already really seeing uh, mankind becoming more intimate with technology uh, just case in point when was the last time you really left the house without your cell phone so some of our studies showed that you know some some authors that have done some groundbreaking work really actually referred to us as infant cyborgs
2: okay so there he goes talking about how um, certain uh, researchers out there, uh, authors call us and refer to us as infant cyborgs, And uh, I say that he called us Infant Cyborgs because that was a little bit of a Trump, a little Trump style there. I have never said, but other people have said, that Dustin is one of the worst people I've ever met. Horrible guy, terrible person. I've never said that, but other people have said that. I have never said that people are Infant Cyborgs, but other people have said that you are all Infant Cyborgs. So your infant cyborgs, according to them, not me. So that's why I bring it up and frame it that way. He was willing to throw it out there. Therefore, it's now tagged to him. All right, let's continue.
0: Mm, Well, that's a great great lead in by Peter um, to start this discussion. I think also in thinking about
2: now, this is uh, Dr. Diane D'Ulius speaking. So you'll have Hope Seck, the host, and then you'll have Diane D'Ulius and then Peter Emmanuel. All right, let's continue.
0: Um, this workshop that we wanted to have and the study we wanted to do, um, as Peter noted, you know, technology is throughout our lives at this point. Um, and technology has been involved in medicine um, and therapeutics for a while. And I think part of what we wanted to do also with this workshop was get at some ground truth. Actually, Um, you know, what's hype? What's real? um, What's um, what can we expect? What's you know potentially? What are we potentially going to see um, in the real world for the military in this in this time frame, as opposed to sort of. You know what you might see in the movies or what you might see in science fiction we want to get some ground truth and so I, and, and so i think our study did that pretty well
2: okay yeah and let me just pause this for a second because in the next podcast which is part two of this where you have the two people that are uh, on the ethics advisory panel of creating cyborg super soldiers they are actually asked the question by hope hodge Hick, uh sack i don't want to I don't want to jump the gun here but they're asked the question to name uh certain movies that sort of uh predict what is going to happen or the world that we're currently in and so they go through a series of movies sci-fi movies that they are uh that they believe is the world that we're moving into one of which folks I will say is Mary Shelley's Frankenstein So even the guys who pretend to be and get to play these, you know, ethics advisors on the merger of man and machine on transhumanism bring up Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. And as you know, I always call these people Frankenstein doctors and I call it Frankenstein technology. And I do that because I made a decision in the very beginning of this show when I was putting it together that I wanted to try to boil this stuff down into layman's terms for you and give you bumper sticker slogans that you could use when explaining this stuff to your friends. And so we take the sci-fi movies like The Matrix, like The Truman Show, you know, like uh, the movie Limitless with uh, Bradley Cooper and others. You'll see old books like Brave New World, 1984, and stuff that people may have read and try to attach those to what's really going on because in uh, when you're trying to persuade someone or try to wake them up to this stuff, you say Frankenstein or Frankenstein Doctor, they have an image immediately of Boris Karloff as Frankenstein, right? And so you know boom it pops right into their head and they see frankenstein and so that's uh, how i try to do this so that when you take away these bumper sticker slogans you're able to repeat them to people and an image pops up in their head because if you start talking about gene modification dna splicing and computer brain interfaces to the regular person they will be lost in about two seconds you will have no chance at trying to at least persuade them to even listen to what you want to talk to them about all right let's continue
1: so if you if you look at the study hope what the department of defense likes is to know what what's coming uh the uh, the senior leadership hates surprises and so they've got uh groups of subject matter experts they assemble and, and actually we're what what's called a red team in the military
2: Okay, let's pause for one second. Uh, He'll explain the red team, blue team. But as he said, military leadership, the seniors, they don't want any surprises. So they have all of these various teams out there looking at technologies. Again, like I told you, coming out of academia, coming out of the supposed private sector, coming out of the government itself because there's so many departments in there, and then also coming out of the... uh, uh, black market biohacker community that dr charles morgan iii has talked about so they hire people they employ people and then they deploy people like peter emmanuel julius uh, dr morgan and others uh, to come up with these uh, documents to do the research on the technologies that are out there and basically give them yearly progress reports like an annual statement of all the technology both sanctioned and not sanctioned stuff being developed by say other countries and so they could come back to the military seniors and tell them all right this is what's going on this is how we could use it this is how we can use it for offensive purposes defensive purposes this what's uh, these are the programs we think we should develop how could we use the brain interface you know, so they're saying the seniors want these annual reports on all of these emerging technologies. All right, let's continue.
1: Of subject matter experts, they assemble and, and actually we're what, what's called a red team. In the military, you have a blue team and you have a red team. And the blue team's job is to make sure that you use technology to, to really make the job as effective as possible.
2: Okay, so the blue team uses technology to make the job as effective as possible.
1: The red team's job is to actually think like the enemy or think like the threat. And, and so our group was specifically assembled. Uh, it included scientists and engineers.
2: Okay, so the blue team is using technology as effectively as possible, while the red team's job is to play the enemy or the threat.
1: Military and civilian. And um, they actually asked us, they said, all right, look, we want you to assemble the best minds. We want you to take a year and we want you to tell us we know that man and machine is coming together. We see this cyborg future, um, but we don't know what it means. And um, we know that by the time the technology gets here, if we don't move now, we're not going to be ready.
2: Okay, so he's saying the senior level said they saw that the merger of Man and Machine was coming. The Cyborg was coming. All right, now let me just pull this up for one second. I'm going to go back to something on the screen. All right, so I believe this podcast came out in... Let me double check. My mouse is freezing, folks. We need some new technology. All right. I believe this podcast came out in 2019 or early 2020. There's no date um, on this article for some reason. But the second part of this came out in August 2020. Okay. So I believe this came out in 2020. Let's just make a note of that. And so, what he's saying is that in 2019, because they released the paper, I believe it was October 2019. Let's double check. Yes, they were doing the research from September 2018 to August uh, 2019. So, let's say in 2018, and that's the same year we saw Dr. Charles Morgan, the third, giving his speech, his lecture to the cadets and faculty at West Point. So, that's quite interesting, right? So, you have. 2018, senior level folks at DOD, they want a progress report on human, um, human and machine fusion. Because they say, we know that the cyborg soldiers are on the horizon. And so we want to do a threat assessment or try to understand where we need to go with this. But remember what we just reviewed here. So, They're acting as if, this is where you use your critical thinking and you use common sense and you use timelines, folks. So in 2018, we're supposed to believe that the senior executives here want a progress report from these guys on what the technology is that's available, where it's going. So they're going to go out and they're going to do Uh, an assessment of this right and tell them what china russia other places are doing but remember going all the way back admittedly off of their own papers their own published unclassified material going all the way back to the 1970s they admit that darpa was developing brain computer interfaces darpa was already working on the merger of man and machine darpa was already deeply entrenched in transhumanism and in technocratic technologies darpa was already doing all this so now the senior executives asked this group of frankenstein doctors to put together an annual report on where they are as far as the cyber super soldier program goes the cyborg soldiers and so they're just doing an assessment on their own technologies that they're developing within their own departments you see see how it works so they don't allow they're not allowed to run cover for themselves here we know who it is it is them it is the government developing this stuff it is the government as we've proven here invested in all these Silicon Valley companies through the CIA's venture firm InQTel, which also gets money from the FBI the NSA the DOD and others so it is the government funding all of this stuff folks it's the government behind the technocratic prison planet and the government behind transhumanism they don't get to pretend that they're not actually involved with this and they're just trying to manage a situation that is both organic and inevitable it's inevitable because the very people investigating it are in fact the ones building it think about that folks we'll be right back this is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.TV. Join the discussion at Payne.TV slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.TV. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold all right folks let's jump right back into this podcast we've got a ways to go and um there's a lot to learn here folks a lot to learn from the fine doctors over there the government frankenstein doctors all right i rolled this back about 15 seconds and we're going to jump right back into this let's continue we
1: know that man and machine is coming together we see this cyborg future um but we don't know what it means and um we know that by the time the technology gets here if we don't move now we're not going to be ready so a group of us assembled um and uh we set to to really address you know uh, a couple fundamental questions and so the study is the output from that effort we wanted to know where technology was going really and um we wanted to know what that technology was going to do to the organization itself. And then we wanted to know what to do to prepare for that potential future. And that's, that's a lot to, to really do. And we struggled with how to re- assemble that. And ultimately, we came up with a really interesting strategy. Um, we assembled uh, some study questions.
2: Okay, and for those of you Uh, Watching this at pain.tv slash gold on the video portion, I've got the um, PDF document up from apps.dtic.mil, and um, I'm going to try to remember to scroll down and sort of follow along here. So uh, currently I have the page open, which is the executive summary, and it gets into the four points in which he will discuss shortly
1: and then we conducted a workshop in which we brought everybody together and they looked at that 75% solution. And then they they ripped it apart and they commented. And then after that, we pulled together the full study. And so what you're seeing is really, uh, we did site visits, we did readings, then we had this, this colloquium, we brought everybody together. And then that's the report that you see in front of you. And what it does is it structured things into the first thing we did is, is we, we wanted to understand what technology might look like. And we're like, well, there's so many things, right? Sure, so we're yeah. like, all right, look, let's pick four different scenarios or vignettes.
2: Okay. And so this is what we have up on the screen right now, the four different scenarios, the four vignettes, as he puts it. I think that's how he'll refer to these in the future. Okay, so I have those up on the screen for those of you. I know some of you actually uh, tell me that you freeze the video and you screenshot uh, some of the video in order to be able to go back and reread these documents. So that's great, folks. Eventually, um, you know, as we get bigger and I have budgets to to actually have a producer, I used to be the producer for many people. Now I have to sort of produce and do the show at the same time so i have very limited time during the day but eventually i'd like to be able to publish all this stuff as show notes and or i'm working on this concept with a friend of mine to develop kind of a drudge report of the technocracy news and so eventually we'll be able to share all these documents and it'll be easier for you to find them but for the time being that's why i mentioned them in the podcast so you can jot down notes uh, at least the um domain name where they're located and then the title of the articles because you can find them all with a google search i mean it's not stuff that you're finding and running into all the time but it's not like they're hiding this it is out in the public it is uh publicly sourced information all right let's continue
1: it won't cover the waterfront but it's just something that's a little different and we're like well how do you pick and so we're like all right well how would the military leaders pick what they might adopt And we realized that we based it on capabilities. When you think about a soldier, you think about what they can do, not what the technology is. And so we came up with nine of them. So the most important being situational awareness, what's going on, strength and speed, number two, imaging and sight, being able to perceive what's out there, communication, our ability to share
2: information. Um, Okay, so let's pause that for a second. I'll just tell you in full, The four bullet points they have here are ocular enhancements to imaging sight and situational awareness, okay? Number two is restoration and program muscular control through an optogenic bodysuit sensor web. Number three is auditory enhancement for communication and protection. And number four is direct neural enhancement of the human brain for two-way data transfer. And you should start to be... Be uh becoming familiar with this type of technology because we've introduced some of this stuff through the Internet of Things, Internet of Bodies discussions. We've gone through some of this with the Dr. Charles Morgan, the third lecture. Uh, on the consumer side, you've seen some of this stuff kind of connected to the smart products we've talked about. And then obviously, we've weaved in a lot of this with Elon Musk and Peter Thiel and Ray Kurzweil and others. So as we're getting into this more complex, complex material, you should have somewhat of an understanding, at least a layman's understanding of this stuff. I don't expect you to become, you know, biotech experts and neither am I. I'm just, we don't have the time for this. We're not going to take a 12-year college course to understand this stuff in order to then be able to appreciate it better but we understand the layman's perspective on this you understand what they're doing what they're building what they're trying to enhance you understand gene editing you understand the CRISPR gene editing technology dna splicing designer babies, synthetic wombs we've covered a lot here in uh, 46 episodes so now as they're starting to mention these things you should be able to have these intelligent data packets that if you were wearing augmented reality glasses, you'd see pop up in front of you. But this should be triggering in your brain. You should be going, wow, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. I've heard of this. I've heard of that. All right, let's continue.
1: Uh, physiology, endurance, sleep, health, control of virtual avatars of technology outside of your body, our attention and memory, learning, and finally sense of smell and olfaction. So, And, and from that, we picked four vignettes. And from that, all the discussion came.
0: So I'm so eager to get right into the four major technologies you highlight in this paper. Frankly, reading it made my head explode a little bit. It's futuristic, kind of like science fiction, but specifically like dark dystopic science fiction. And the first technology that you'll discuss is ocular enhancements, literally implants in the human eye that could increase awareness and analysis.
2: Okay, so this woman, the managing editor of Military.com and the host of the Left to Boom podcast, you hear her say, oh, I was so crazy to read all this. It sounds so dystopian. But you'll see. She's actually uh, quite on board with this stuff, folks.
0: So, Gilles, if we could start with you. Can you tell me about this line of effort and why you chose to highlight it? As Peter said, because we looked at a bunch of capabilities that we thought were going to be areas where... Um, war warfighters would want to have um, extended enhancements. Of course, this is one of them, right? Um, visual capability is one of them. Um,
2: and so she's talking about the ocular enhancements to imaging sight and situational awareness.
0: Um, the thing I find interesting about this vignette is that um so so we talked we talked about all these cool optogenetic things like real time interfaces the ability to see things in different ways and connect to technology through the human eye but one thing i find fascinating about this um
2: Okay, and let me just pause that because I just want to remind you of a couple technologies we talked about. We saw recently Dr. Charles Morgan III talking about the black market biohackers putting the chlorine eye drops in people's eyes to enhance them to have night vision for three, four, five, seven hours. Okay, so we saw that. And then we've also seen... Um, with the augmented reality glasses and contact lenses, I just mentioned it, those uh, sort of intelligence packets that will pop up in front of you. So, I don't know, you could have a packet that pops up that says uh, uh, shows you all the Google Maps, like streets, and uh, maybe you can zoom that out and see it project in front of you a map as you're running through uh, a corridor or something, right? So we've seen these ocular enhancements Um, So, again, that's the type of technology that they are, in fact, referring to. All right, let's continue.
0: particular vignette is that we already do enhancements on our eyes, right? And people in the military do as well. So, the most simplest, basic thing is we wear glasses and we wear contacts to give ourselves better visual acuity.
2: Okay, so you're going to see a running theme A running theme with the technocratic transhumanist scientists and engineers. Uh, Just like with Elon Musk and Dennis Bushnell, and um, as you heard Dr. Peter Emanuel say at the beginning of the podcast, we are already cyborgs because we interact so much with our smart devices. And so one of the running themes that you're going to see is they'll take something like in her case, D'Ulius' case. The glasses or contact lenses or Peter Emanuel mentioned earlier, uh, pacemaker, they're going to take things that are already in use to justify further enhancements, to justify transhumanism. Okay, so actually implanting brain chips in your head or actually attaching robotic arms that are controlled by your brain or actually fully enhancing your body using gene editing or DNA splicing. So they will use things that we've already adopted, things they've given us, right? So they will use those so that they could say to you, you're already a cyborg. You're already merged with machine. You already have adopted some of these uh, technologies that enhance your capabilities and so therefore we can move to the next step all right and you will see this in the next podcast as well uh, with the two gentlemen representing the ethics side of this conversation who are phony and fraud but they will say to you well we've already been using Drugs during war to boost people's energy. We already use vaccines. Uh, in order to try to prevent illness. And so they're going to utilize things that are already used to try to convince you that the ethics and the morals of this transhumanist merger of man and machine is totally fine because we've already been doing it. This is just the next step. And I'm telling you, folks, they are going to move towards the engineering of humanity out of existence I will always bring that up because this is a war on humanity itself. They will convince you of all of these technologies, all of these enhancements, all of these augmentations to the point in which the human no longer exists. Ladies and gentlemen, think about that. We'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain.tv slash gold. War listening to the Dustin Gold standard on Pain.tv.